Why are single mothers looked upon differently? Why does the absence of the father question their legitimacy as a parent? Did you know that India has some 13 million single mothers running their homes, which makes it an estimated 4.5% of all Indian households in the country? And yet, the taboo, the prejudices against them are unwavering. But I'll touch upon that in some other episode. Today's episode is dedicated to this lion-hearted single mother who despite a sudden jolt pieced her life back together quickly to make a fresh start before grief took over. My name is Deeksha Sethi and you're listening to Different Strokes. Please welcome Kushbu Rawal. Thank yeah. you very much uh, Kushbu for agreeing to be a part of Different Strokes. Um I want to start by asking you about the life altering incident that you had. Thank you for having me Diksha. So I lost my husband uh, last September because of covid and jaundice and uh, we were married together for almost uh, 11 years and we were dating for five more before that. So technically half of my life we were together. Wow. So um and it happened in a matter of 14 days. It wasn't that we got a lot of time, you know, to say our goodbyes and everything. It just happened mm-hmm. way too fast for us to absorb and understand. Mm. How has life been since then? <laughs> uh I wish I had a more articulate answer to that because life has been um very very surprising because um hmm. uh so in the past you know before this happened anytime i would hear an incident like that and my heart would sink and i would think oh my god you know hmm. um how much uh strength does a family the spouse the child needs to have to endure something like this yeah. and when this happened with me um i don't know how but uh, i got that strength i got strength that was uh, even scary for me to comprehend because i am a very emotional person i am a very very sentimental person you know hmm. so for me to uh, be absolutely calm in the fear, in, in the face of everything that was going wrong with my life in that moment hmm. uh, that kind of resilience surprised me because uh, when you see someone losing their loved one you expect them to cry and grief is there right grief is there it's it's monumental yeah. it's hard to miss it's there but um, i found that the way we have always looked at grief as an outsider is very very different and mm-hmm. when you feel that grief first hand it's mm-hmm. extremely it's extremely uh, complicated and uh, you know people thought that there's something wrong with me i thought there's something wrong with me because mm. i would have had to be bawling my eyes out and crying and i was i was you know functioning uh, highly functional in fact mm. doing whatever i had to do and uh, i found a lot of strength in keeping my daughter happy yeah. that was my main objective right because i knew that life was not going to be the same after that life was going to be very 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 different so i felt i, I could uh, you know maybe i am not going to get the chance to process grief because i feel that uh, processing grief is a luxury that seldom uh, afforded by single parents because yeah. you can only gr- you only have that much time that much bandwidth to grieve either for yourself or for your child yeah. i wanted to be there for my child so yeah life has been very very different but um uh, I'm extremely grateful 
to have my her name is Ariana my daughter she's an 8 year old and uh, she's a brightest kid that i've uh, ever known i mean i have known a lot of kids right mm. but she is something different and the way she is uh, handled herself mm. uh, today i can say we will make through maybe a couple of months ago i would have said that no we are we are a big disaster unfolding but um, today i know that we'll be able to make through amen to that i'm i'm sure you will um so i'm assuming she was 6 or 7 when this happened 7 7 7 how did you break the news to her so this happened on 27th of september uh and um, that day i did not uh, obviously there were last rites and everything to be done and i did not want uh i wanted a day to collect myself before i i spoke to her i had a contingency plan ready that um you know some children they tend to uh, so grief manifests right you you tend yeah. to get physically sick physically ill so i was prepared for all of that hmm. um and i called my sister in law i was staying at my mom's house at that time and we collectively hmm. told her and um, you know by far it was the most uh, i'm sorry by far it was the most uh, difficult thing that i had to do because if i thought what i was going through was hurting me to break the news down to her was uh, i don't have the again like i said you know to define these moments that we go through that excruciating pain to see to feel helpless um but i did give her a letter which i said was from her father i gave her that letter i to because she needed closure and i uh, did not want her to see him like that you know i mean his body uh, the way it was i did not want her to be the last memory like this Mm. So um, I made those decisions for you know that her fondest memory would be seeing him healthy, right? And uh, I gave him, uh, I gave her a letter which was from him. I told her that uh, you know he's told me a set of things and gone. And uh, after that, I took her out for lunch. I took mm. her to Hamleys. I said, you know, you pick out whatever you want. You know, like I just wanted. her to to know that life does not stop here right you know it is so incredibly hard to even imagine what you must have gone through and i don't know if you really got a chance to absorb what happened for your for your own self uh, were you able to sit down gather yourself and gather your thoughts as to what you were feeling honestly um Uh, I that that's what I said. That grief has been very complicated for me. It comes to me when I least expect it. It mm. comes to me, you know, uh, like uh, on a day like on my birthday. So it uh, in the last uh, seven to eight months, we've um, uh, celebrated my birthday, her birthday, uh, what would have been my anniversary, all of those dates. Mm. But um, so those are the days when I feel really, really uh, down, and uh, somehow things have always turned around. either i've got too much occupied at that i've had no time to again sit and process my thoughts mm-hmm. but um god has been kind i mean right. things things uh, do look better i have been able to uh, get through i think one thing that helped me was that i was already in therapy right. while this happened right so i was and the last couple of days uh, gave me um, you know a ground to face the reality so hmm. um, there are days when it hits you really really hard things yeah. like 
um you know when you're filling the uh, passport application form and then you need to write widow that's that's like mm. a hurricane and then you don't know what to do about it mm. then there are days that so it was my daughter's birthday and i was you know dreading it because she was going to have a meltdown i thought i will have a meltdown and none of us had a meltdown so we <laughs> we then there are these milestones where you think that you know okay it's it's not as bad uh, as it is in your head because in your head uh, you you imagine the worst possible scenarios and move ahead right but uh, it somehow i've i've always managed to pull through and because i have an immensely supportive uh, family and friends mm. so mm. they have been uh, and like i said my my daughter i mean one look at her and i know that uh, everything else yeah. can be what it is for me it's to see her happy yeah and you know children can be very surprising because the way they can just rise up to such difficult times and show utmost resilience it's, it's really surprising as to how they cope with it how they manage it um there's a lot to learn from them a lot um so absolutely the the emotional intelligence that she's displayed throughout these months i mean the days when you know my mother in law she's crying or my mom is crying and she will go and she console them she is she just on eight like so when this happened she was seven seven and a half Hmm. So for a 7 year old to go and console a 60 year old it's a big thing yeah uh, that that's the kind of uh, uh, resilience that they have but that's also the kind of vulnerability that she has that it is okay you know for people to cry in front of her and she is not scared yeah. about it yeah i think a lot of credit goes to you here as well because you allow her to be <laughs> who she wants to be and not suppress her emotions you know yeah. to express herself the way yeah. she wants yeah. to be vulnerable because yeah. that takes yeah. a lot of courage it's not easy to be vulnerable yes um the yes. hardest thing to do actually um so yeah yes. hats off to you both actually um thank you <laughs> i i'm actually getting goosebumps i'm having a very hard time going through this conversation with you um, <laughs> i'm actually choking up <laughs> so um yeah but i do want to ask you um what is your biggest challenge as a single parent see i feel as mothers uh, there is a big uh, challenge of the mother's guilt right mm-hmm. that we operate with yeah so for me my biggest challenge is um it's not a challenge actually maybe it's it's a fear i would say hmm. uh that the i'm i don't end up taking a wrong decision that's not uh that is not in her favor you know right. whether it's her education or anything on those lines right i want to know that i'm always making uh the right decision something that is always going to be in her favor so yeah. that is my that's my also biggest fear i think it's for any parent you know whether you are a single parent or not mm. to make decisions that work out the best for your child they might not look uh, extremely appealing in the in the in the short run but when you see the yeah. bigger picture you know that the decisions you have done are are worth uh, mm. that chaos that goes in your mind i think i get that because but with single parents it's it's even harder because you don't have a sounding board to bounce off your ideas to discuss to correct uh, you must see whether it's uh, it's right it's wrong everything the onus is entirely on you uh, to take those yes. decisions and that is a lot of pressure so is is guilt a constant state of mind uh, for for you as a single parent see um i think it's a little mix of both because i am 
uh, a working mother i always have been and uh, yes. uh, she knows that and she's very comfortable with it she's very proud of it and uh, so the guilt comes sometimes when i see that i am not able to cope up and it is impossible for any human to be able to finish a checklist before they go to bed yeah. so you know there are days um, when i feel guilty about maybe not giving her enough time or not doing enough for her hmm. but i know that i am doing a good job so that again it's only therapy that's kind of made me uh, realize that what i am doing is um, not to sound immodest but it is extraordinary and i'm doing it without uh, falling to the ground because the uh, responsibilities are too much like you said the onus is too hmm. much one yeah. wrong decision and you go back a couple of months so yeah. i think there is a mix of little bit of guilt little bit of fear but yeah. uh, none are to an extent that's unhealthy for me because uh, i know my fears but i also know my capabilities hmm. uh, so i keep my head on my shoulders that i do not want to get too carried away thinking that okay ye bhi ho jayega wo bhi ho jayega and at the same time i know that i also am a human with limited bandwidth so things like uh, like i got covid in january this was my second hmm. bout of covid so it wasn't my fault that i got covid but i did and my daughter for her it was trauma because uh, she had lost her father in september and i got covid yeah. in january yeah a lot of people in my family in my first family got covid so that was a lot of trauma for her hmm. so those things which are although beyond my control but they do tend to scare me you know my health my safety Yeah. So these things are more of importance to me than they were a couple of months ago. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um and uh, like you said we are humans, right? And uh, it's not possible humanly possible to finish that checklist before you go to bed. And it's okay to slow down. You okay take take time. It's okay to pause, uh, take a breather even for yourself and it's okay for things to go wrong because a lot of times they're not in our control. Um what exactly. is the one piece of advice that you'd like to give to uh, all the single parents out there who are listening to us right now? Um one is um you cannot do it all. It is okay. Like I have come to peace that if I have guests coming at my house and there are mm. days when my house is not going to be in the best of its uh, uh position, you know, and I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I have made peace with the fact that my child will not be able to attend all the extracurricular activities yeah. i have made peace with the fact that um i will have to let go of you know uh some things to because see when you're a single parent uh you also need to have more peace than you would normally right because yeah. um when your child is either throwing a tantrum uh or something of that sort we need to be uh, aware of the fact that they do not have the other one to go and complain to like how how yeah. they would write that mama said this or papa said this there is no one yeah. there is yeah. only there who is no one. yeah so i feel that there's a lot of uh, attention and a lot of care that one needs to take of themselves like right mm. now i don't think i was ever this serious about my health and fitness that what i have been in the last few months right. like i'm actually dedicated towards it because if i am not mindful of the things that come out of my, my mouth in anger or in frustration because you know you need a you need a willis to raise a child oh, yeah. so to have that bandwidth to build that a uh, bandwidth is something that you need 
and allow yourself to be vulnerable with your yeah. child i mean you have no idea the way that they they will surprise uh, they'll surprise yeah. us i i actually i actually admire what you're saying and you've spoken about vulnerability but tell me something when when this happened to you suddenly the loss happened to you suddenly um did you hmm. um feel the need to be stoic uh, in front of your parents your husband's parents your your daughter that you know listen i don't have the time or the bandwidth to grieve right now i have to really collect myself for their sake no no his family obviously uh, you know have been more uh, emotionally uh, volatile hmm. because obviously that that grief is more for a mother for a sister yeah. for my daughter um so i'm there for them as and when they need me the same goes for my parents uh, for my sister i am there because uh, i know that uh, without overextending myself without stretching myself thin i have that emotional availability for my immediate family i am i do not have it in me to shut someone off while they are grieving because now i know grief first hand and i i mean yeah. you know when my mom lost her parents of course i could understand the pain and i wish i felt that i could do something about it but mm. that was a passive grief right because they mm. were not my parents yeah so yeah. for me to see grief and to see it in such a complicated manner because i was looking at it from such a complicated manner that yeah. i uh, i mean even my friends there have been times when my friends have broken down and i am consoling them oh you know so it's been absolutely okay and this happened a lot of times Mm. because um, everyone's grieving right i cannot tell people to not grieve because it's too much you need to let it all out yeah and everyone has a different way of grieving there are different stages of grieving like Correct. You said, and Correct. you know we react differently it, it, there's a different tenure to it as well it it doesn't go immediately for some, some people it goes immediately or whatever i mean there are different ways um it's not linear it's not it, linear it's not it's not at all not at all linear um what has been your biggest lesson from your daughter uh to be absolutely brave and be courageous with your vulnerability i mean own it because uh if she's cried uh, for you know say maybe it's been like 15 minutes and i'll tell her, you know that maybe now do you want to stop crying and mm. her answer to me is you cannot tell me what to feel when to feel i want to cry <laughs> feel like crying i am going to cry i said okay yeah. <laughs> i'll cry with you so uh, right. um, you know i had to actually then make sure and tell her that you know uh, because there were a couple of times that i cried with her and mm. she would after that she would console me and then she would stop crying but there was this thing in the back of my head that i sh- she should not feel that okay i cry and my mom cries so i should stop crying and i also had that conversation with her that listen just because you see me cry it doesn't mean that you need to stop crying and her line was and i'm not even like paraphrasing that all of us have emotions and all of us should be allowed to feel what they feel so if you're crying it's absolutely fine you're grieving don't My even God. think twice about it i'm not even paraphrasing i'm like <laughs> that's an 8 year old talking <laughs> my goodness so much wisdom yeah. oh god do yeah. you feel that she's yeah. grown up suddenly uh so um sometimes yes sometimes i feel uh, so she is also been on the radar for precocious puberty 
so mm-hmm. um, uh, you know that uh, sometimes i used to feel that that maybe it's that that's kind of you know bringing out that uh, wisdom and all but now that mm-hmm. i kind of go back and sit she's always been a very emotionally intelligent uh, child and right. she's just growing up she's not grown too much right no that's that's amazing that is really amazing and a lot of uh, fantastic advice from your daughter for a, a lot of us <laughs> adults to learn and unlearn you know <laughs> in in this age yes absolutely absolutely kids are fantastic um yes. this has been amazing a very difficult conversation indeed to have and hats off to you um for powering through and uh, raising such an amazing daughter um and thank you this is this is wonderful thank you so much for being on different strokes thank you so much thank you so much it was lovely speaking with you good luck with your with your future have a, have a great day i wish you well thank you so much thank you so much all the best to you with everything thank you thanks kushfu bye yeah.